So white people, you keep asking us what you can do, emphasis on do, differently to be more anti-racist. So in response, we're spending the summer going through things in a bite-sized way so that we all know the basics around the most commonly asked questions and issues around racism that we see in this country. Just a note, we'd like to emphasize that this is not, I repeat, not a checklist. This is simply a primer. And today, we're talking about deconstructing this pushback that we often get around the idea of white privilege. So this is sort of our primer, but if you want more, go ahead and buy our book, Dear White Women, Let's Get Uncomfortable Talking About Racism, to take a deeper dive. Welcome to the Dear White Women podcast. We're your biracial Japanese and white hosts, Sarah and Misasha. We've been best friends for 25 years, ever since we met as undergrads at Harvard. And now Misasha's a lawyer, married to a black man, and has very mixed race boys the world sees as black. I am Sarah, a life coach, and am married to a white Canadian man and have two white presenting girls. Together, we help white women use their privilege to uproot systemic racism without centering themselves in the process. Okay, so I'm super excited. I feel like I should do this in like a rapid fire question round to you. To um, me. Yeah, to you. All right. Ready? Ready, go. Okay, Sarah, what is white privilege? It is not getting knocked down a few notches based on the color of your skin. Mm. And I think we can also say stuff like having faces like yours on the movies or reading stories about people who look like you in the history textbooks. I think there's a lot of other ways that white privilege is shown, but basically it's not being judged based on the color of your skin. Love it. So if that's what white privilege is... What is it not? It is not financial privilege. It doesn't mean that you haven't worked hard or that you didn't grow up poor. We know that a lot of people have worked really, really hard to get your life to where you are now. And white privilege doesn't discount that. So what I hear you saying is that multiple things can be true, right? You can be poor and you can have white privilege. You can work hard, really hard to get to where you are and still have white privilege. Is that true? This is true. We can hold two difficult thoughts in our heads at the same time. <laughs> I love it. We should all do this. Okay. So if that's what it is and that's what it's not, why is there confusion around what this term means? I think because the policies we've historically and currently have in place, um, we've seen that they've been biased against the successes of people of color that have sometimes led to a conflation of sometimes like financial privilege and racial privilege. You know, for example, the GI Bill, which I think it's kind of ironic that it's one of the pieces of like, quote, socialism in our country <sighs> right? that white people were all for because it benefited them. So we hate seeing the hypocrisy when today we have a complete lack of social safety nets to look out for the basic human condition of our citizens. But the GI Bill was biased against homeownership for Black veterans uh, leaving them out of opportunities to pass down generational wealth, right? I mean, it also blocks them from school and a lot of other stuff. But when it comes to why there's confusion, a lot of Black people missed out on opportunities for wealth that many people who are white in this country today have benefited from. If you grew up in a home and inherited anything from your parents, if you were given a better education because you lived in a home with a more wealthy zip code that funded better schools, there was a lot of ripple effects that came out of that GI Bill that was geared to support the success of white people. I know, right? I think that's a hard truth that still exists in our country today, right? The after effects of the GI Bill exist in 2022. 
So what do I do if my whole body wants to push back when I hear you say words like white privilege and say, I don't have this privilege. What should I do? Yeah, that's something we see a lot of people. I don't know if you're feeling this right now. Like, are you saying about oh, I don't have white privilege, right? It is a very common defensive response. And so I think that I would encourage you to sit with yourself for a moment and just be quiet, right? See what your body's doing. Are you breathing more shallowly? Are you kind of like, are your throat feeling choky? Like what's going on? I think acknowledge that you're uncomfortable because sometimes these discussions will almost always these discussions about race and racism make people feel uncomfortable. And that is okay. This is how it is sometimes. But I think what I'm hearing when people say, and their instant pushback is, I don't have white privilege. I've worked hard, right? That feeling, that desire is often because we're afraid we're not being seen, that some part of you wants people to acknowledge you and how hard you've worked to get to where you are. So maybe in that moment, thank yourself for working so hard for all the people around you who helped you get to where you are. And remember that that does not have to do with your racial privilege, right? Systemically, white people have not been disadvantaged based on the color of their skin. So in that moment, when your whole body wants to push back and say, you don't have privilege, keep your mouth shut. Sorry if that's too harsh. Mm. No, I I love it because I think it goes back to White privilege exists, and that doesn't diminish any of your hard work. It is something that exists in addition to your hard work. All right. So let's say it's not you who's having that reaction, but you're hearing someone say that. So what do I do in response if someone, you know, I say something and someone says, I don't have white privilege. So you're going to see that I like breathing. I would say take a breath, (laughs) right? Solid. I think we should all like breathing. Uh, And you know, the science shows, by the way, it's not just the in-breath. It's like the breathing out longer than your in-breath. If you can do five seconds, 10 seconds of just long, slow breathing out, it's like a few times it starts activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which calms you down, right? Because if you're escalated, you know that feeling when you're fighting and you're like, you're breathing shallow and you like are ready to go fighting and getting people defensive doesn't ever work. We shut down and we're in defensive mode and we're not listening and learning and growing. And so You want to be able to control your body's response to get you out of that mode and take that breath, take the long, slow exhale. And then you can explain what white privilege means, right? The way we described it, you're not getting knocked down a peg because of the color of your skin. And you can acknowledge that they may have worked hard, but that systemic forces have been at play that have kept people of color down throughout American history. And because they don't have those forces at play against them, they've experienced relative privilege, racially speaking. And I think that's how you can handle that if they're willing to listen. Mm. I love it. A conversation guide to white privilege. You've just listened to the Dear White Women podcast with your hosts, Sarah and Misasha. Yes, we're on social media. And yes, you can hire us to do talks about our book. But the biggest thing, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free materials. Head over to DearWhiteWomen.com to get on the list.